what the game's all about. All of a sudden, you feel like you can't miss. I'm just leave it up there. You couldn't make that if you tried that again. Absolutely not. Welcome to Buckets. My name is Matt Moore. I'm the senior NBA writer for the Action Network, joined by my colleague, NBA Futures analyst, Brandon Anderson. Since we do not have courtside tickets to Game 5 in Memphis, unlike Raheem Palmer. Uh, Brandon, thanks for showing up to work today, as opposed to some people. Can't all be courtside to watch uh, the end of a great, great Memphis season. So hopefully uh, Raheem is stuck in an airport somewhere as we tape this. So hopefully he actually gets to his courtside tickets. And uh, hopefully we get to... uh, See him courtside as we watch that one tonight. Yeah, serves him right for skipping work to go to an awesome game. <laughs> um, had ourselves a real good night last night, recording this on Wednesday midday. And had I had a really good night last night because I was just like, you know what? No, like the Sixers were a very trendy pick. Like there were a lot of people that were like, I think the Sixers have got this. And I had like debated it and I thought about like the, should I just bet the opposite of what I think because I'm just wrong or whatever? And I was like, no. I was like, this was just freaking shot variance. I'm going in on the heat. And that paid, paid off on the Suns. Good night for us. Uh, hit this, The heat check went insane. We do heat check once a week. You can follow it um, on Action Network HQ on Twitter. Um, we went five and one last night. It was absolutely a phenomenal night for heat check. Um, we were real cool. The only thing that failed was Brendan Glasheen, uh, Chris Paul over. Chris Paul had a weird night, but Devin Booker stepped up. So we're going to talk about those games. As we get set for, you'll, you'll listen to this on Thursday for Thursday games in the NBA playoffs. And we start with the Miami Heat looking to close out the Philadelphia 76ers in Philly. Sixers are minus two and a half. This opened at two. It's moved to two and a half. So a little bit of a push towards Philly. Uh, right now, 52% of the tickets are on Philadelphia, but 69% of the money and a lot of tickets, surprisingly early, are coming in on Miami on the spread. Uh, a little surprising there. As far as the money line, 67% of the tickets are on Miami, but 58% of the money is on the Sixers. So the opposite in that regard. Total is 207 down from 207 and a half. It's been a low scoring series in general. So Brandon, I'll just ask you right off the top, what's your best bet for Sixers Heat? I'm just sticking with what worked for game five. And boy, did it work. I will take the Sixers team under. We're at 104 and a half. We get an extra couple points here because Philadelphia is back at home. And I know Philadelphia won their two home games before. I I get it. That's when they actually scored some points, but they sure didn't score many points in game five. And it wasn't to me just that the shots evened out. You you and I both were on that, that the shot variance was going to come back to earth. Philadelphia shot nine of 32 on three pointers, 28%. They only made 42% of their twos. But man, they just they just didn't show up for that game at all. They lost the rebounds by 10. That was supposed to be a big edge for them. They had eight fewer free throw attempts than Miami. They had more turnovers than Miami. And uh, Mike Prada talked about this on Twitter too. Miami made a smart switch here, which is that they put Jimmy Butler on Tyrese Maxey. And it really, you know, Maxey just wasn't a factor in this game. He had nine points and one assist. And also kind of lets Butler do his free safety role a little bit more. So I just feel like Miami's defense is the reliable defense in this series and that the adjustments they made only make me more confident in that. I'm still not that confident if the Heat are going to score. So I, this could go seven, sure. Maybe the, the Sixers win a rock fight and they show up at home and they've been great at home. I just don't think they're going to be great and score a ton of points too. 
uh, under 104 and a half. They're under that in four of the five games of series and seven of their last nine. So I'll just stick with that. Yeah, in the playoffs, Philly, the team total is seven and four uh, to the under in the series. In the last three games, two of which were those games in Philly with Philly shot the lights out, just one and two. So yeah. I'm with you on this. Uh, the Heat defense has been consistently good. They honestly, they could do a little bit better. I know that seems crazy. I know it seems like I'm overly big on the Heat here, but uh, Joel Embiid is actually shooting above expected percentile based off of his history of shooting versus contest level and location versus Bam out of IO. Um, they did a lot better job on Tobias Harris in this game. Uh, to Tyrese Maxey is still going to get some. Like that's your big concern is like Tyrese Maxey just taking the ball, running the other direction, getting layups. Like Tyrese is so fast. He gets ahead of that heat transition defense. But in general, like the heat transition defense yesterday, I was just rewatching this game. Um, the heat transition defense was locked in. And if you don't, if you take away those easy shots, the heat defense is so good at what they do. Like this is a big step up game for Embiid, right? So like, that's like the counter argument here is, okay, is Embiid really going to go this way? Um, I'll just tell you, like as much as I like Miami and as much as, I think Miami wins a series. I feel confident about that. Felt them. I liked them before the series. I liked them after game three. I liked them after game four. I've liked them after every single game in the series. Um, there's no way I'm betting Miami here. There's no, there is no way I'm betting heat on money line or spread here, even as a dog with a team, I think is better two and a half. I, I'm not, I'm just, th- there is no number. This will get to that will get me to bet Miami. Um, I think Kyle Lowry not playing helps a lot just because he's not, he wasn't healthy and that was a drag. If you told me that the, the Heat go in there and they stomp them in game six, I'm not surprised. They're better. They're a better team. The Heat are a better team than the Philadelphia 76ers, especially with Joel Embiid in the shape he's in. He's in rough shape. Um, but even then, at full health, the Heat are better. Uh, I do want to tell you, we need to put some respect on Jimmy Butler's name. Like it is time to put some respect on Jimmy Butler's name, sir. Uh, as much as like, I'm not, a, I'm not even a Jimmy Butler guy. I've never been a Jimmy Butler guy. 28.3 points, 7.6 rebounds, 5.6 assists, 2.6 stocks per game. Here are his splits. 54, 37, 82. Those are his, his shooting splits. And Butler on court, 119 offensive rating, 103 defensive rating plus 15.8 net. They've outscored opponents by 16 points for 100 possessions with Jimmy Butler on the floor in these playoffs. I wrote this this morning for Action Network. As always, if you're betting one team to win the title, just bet the finals MVP. I'm never going to get you there, and I understand it. I think there's some value on Jimmy Butler at long odds to win finals MVP because if the Heat win the title, there's no way they don't do it without Jimmy Butler. A hundred percent. I thousand percent agree with that take. If the heat win the finals, it will be because of Jimmy Butler. For me, the conclusion I draw from that statement is that the heat are not going to win the finals. And and I don't mean that as a disrespect to Butler. He has been awesome. Uh, I I tweeted uh, before these last two days of games, my playoff MVP so far. And I thought, and still think, because it's only gotten stronger these last couple nights, Giannis and Jimmy Butler are a tier above everyone else. And I think Butler, you could make a a real case for being first because the way that he carried them in the first round, I thought was underrated. Uh, I I said that I thought he was maybe the round one playoff MVP. Miami, we know the heat culture thing. And so we're just giving them credit for like, yeah, it's, it's the heat. Everybody steps up and everyone does their thing. 
the reality is that the numbers are telling a different story right now. The numbers are telling us that this is a one man superstar team who is helped by a lot of defense, but that Butler is really dragging this offense forward and, and doing so much for them. He has been awesome. If they win it, absolutely no doubt he would be the finals MVP. By the way, you barely would mention the defense. He, his yeah. defense has been awesome. He is do, doing the thing where he no longer can be the thing we thought he was all regular season because Tibbs and all the miles and everything, but he waits for now. And now when it matters, he shows up every night and he's been fantastic. He's great again in game five. So I agree. I don't want to side on this one because honestly, I could see anything. I could see either team win close or win a blowout here. And it wouldn't really super surprise me. Um, I looked at series prices. I am fairly confident the Heat will win the series because, uh, frankly, here's what I want as a better. What I want is for the Sixers to win this game with under 105 points. So I hit my under. And I want a game seven so I can bet on Miami. Just That's what I want. Miami. Yeah. I just want to crush Miami in game yeah. seven because I do not see Philadelphia going back to Miami and getting that win. So that makes me want to bet the series. But I looked at the price. It's I'm seeing minus 380. Yeah. Like yeah. technically speaking, my number says there's slight value on that, but it's just not enough for me to bother with. So yeah, I hope we get the game seven because I will be playing Miami. By the way, Raheem, not here today, but still playing. Philadelphia in game six. I don't blame them. I, I get it. Like it's, it's, we've seen them at home. We've seen how good that they've been. We've seen the role players hit shots. I, I get the angle. I don't know how you can really bet the Sixers at this point. I'm just, this is me. Like, I don't but, know. But, but you said you absolutely would not bet the heat. So by definition, the Sixers have to be a less not bettable bet than the heat. I just don't think you can bet either side here. <laughs> like, do you do you want to bet against the if you're betting the Sixers you're betting against the better team as like you're betting on the worst team as a favorite that's what you're doing here you're betting on a worst team as a favorite up against it and you're betting on Doc Rivers James Harden Joel Embiid in this environment in a closeout game I really want to just blind bet whatever James Harden under is I can find oh James Harden in a huge must win game I'll take the under please thank you <laughs> yeah yeah. So I would, I would definitely, um, I would not bet that. Uh, you have you have two props for this game. So the one that I don't know why this even caught my eye. I was just kind of scrolling through the props, looking for numbers that stood out, and I saw James Harden is at one and a half stocks, steals, and blocks. And I was like, what? That seems high. And I ch- checked it out. Harden is under one and a half stocks all five games this series. He has two steals and one block the whole series. That's it. He has three stocks for the whole series. I'm not really too sure why we're getting one and a half stocks. Like James Harden does have a series winning block in his career. The man has had some big playoff moments. I don't think this game is going to be one of them. I'll take the under on that. I'll take the under on Joel Embiid, 11 and a half rebounds. Maybe I'm wrong. The Sixers just show up and then the man comes to war and he's battling everything right now, but he's under that number in six straight. And this is not even like the, the math. The mask and the thumb are both shy away from contact just a little bit sometime type of injuries. And that is not a critique of him showing up. That's just what's happening right now. Do you think he's I averaging noticed, nine rebounds a game in the series. I'm going to tell you on this. Um, one of the things I noticed on the rewatch was, one, the Heat are spacing him out to five, even with yeah. guys like Deadman. 
just to get him a foot outside of the paint so they can attack the glass. And two, even when he's there, like there were there were plays where like he could have gotten there and he just you could tell the hand like he just doesn't want to reach up like he just doesn't like he, yeah. he was so checked out again he could respond mentally in this game but i still feel like that rebound rate is going to be a little too high especially for a pretty grinded out series um i'm with you on this i'll take like bam did a great job of just tapping the ball back out that was his big priority was just tapping the ball yeah. away from him there was some really nice just control the tap and and b doesn't want to be slapping hands with how injured that thumb is so uh, i'm with you i'll, I'll tell you on uh, Embiid under on rebounds. Now, on to Sleeper. Sleeper is the fastest growing fantasy platform today with millions of players. You probably already have a fantasy league on there. I use it for mine. It's a game-changing product unlike anything else in the industry. And now, you can win on Sleeper by playing their new over-under game. It's super simple. First, in any sport, choose two or more players that you like and pick their over or under. For example, number of points in basketball or hits in baseball. Then choose the amount of money you want to enter into the contest. If you pick correctly, you can win anywhere from two to over 20 times the money you put in. The main reason I'm excited about Over Under on Sleeper is that's the only app where I can join my buddy's contest and play together. It's got a built-in group chat where I can see and copy my friend's picks with the tap of a button. It's insanely fun to write it out together. So stop what you're doing and download Sleeper now to play their new over-under game. Have fun with your friends and make some money. Make sure to use promo code BUCKETS and Sleeper will match your deposit up to $100. Again, download Sleeper and use promo code BUCKETS when you deposit. Term and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Okay, back to the show. And the other game on Thursday, the Phoenix Suns go to Dallas to try and close out the Mavericks. Suns absolutely obliterated the Mavericks in game five, took care of them very easily because, you know, they didn't play like garbage. It's funny because we talked about this. Like, if you don't play like garbage, you should beat this team. And the Suns stopped playing like garbage and got back to themselves. Uh, Suns are two-point favorites here on the road to close them out. Total is 213, uh, 212 and a half down from 213. The line opened Suns minus one and a half and immediately has been bet to two. I would expect that by the time you hear this, it might be two and a half. Uh, 62% of the early tickets are on the Suns. 69% of the money is on the Suns. 75% of the money line tickets on a very small amount are on the Suns. A little bit of money on the over as well early on here too. Um, Similar type of deal for me, honestly, with this, Brandon. I don't, uh, I'm going to take Luka Doncic under, Points and assists. That's what that was my play on heat check. I'm going to take it again. Um, I get that it's looking at closeout game. The Suns have figured out how to defend him. They just have. Uh, we oftentimes get to when you get to six and seven, most of the adjustments are gone. You figured out like you you've made your counters and they've made their counters to your counters and you made your counters to their counters to your counters. We're at that point where I don't know necessarily that the Mavs have another trick up their sleeve. There's just not a lot else they can do. They threw some wrenches at him in game three. In game four, the Suns just played like garbage. Um, and now, I, I, you know, facing elimination, if you're going to, I'll say I feel better about taking Phoenix than Miami here because Phoenix is a class, I think, above Miami as much as I think Miami is good and, and tough. Um, Phoenix at their best is a, is a class above and with how Devin Booker's playing. Now, look, Chris Paul is another disappointing performance. I thought in game in game five. So like if, if Booker doesn't have a good game and, and Paul doesn't have a good game, they're going to lose this. But if you're going to play a side, I think you got to take Suns minus two and a half here. I'm with you on it. And I actually, I like the Suns a lot here. Uh, you mentioned, you know, what adjustments are there? 
What we didn't mention is the adjustments Phoenix just made in game five that I think worked really well. Two things. One of them is what we suggested, which was no more campaign. Thank you for your services. We will try you again in another future round. He was completely out of the rotation until the last, until garbage time. So that worked very well. Chris Paul played 35 minutes and probably would have played 39 if they didn't have to, you know, didn't, didn't take out those last four minutes of garbage time. So just having even less of Chris Paul, he didn't have a big uh, dominant scoring game here, but just having him on the court to not be campaign and to just kind of be in control, I think made a big difference. They also put in Bismack Biombo over JaVale McGee. I got to be honest, that caught me off guard. I wasn't looking for that one. He was plus 18 in 21 minutes. Like that, the move worked well for them. I do think there are some counters to that, but that worked well. The big number for me here is this. We thought that, the, you know, we've talked about the math problem in the series and the Mavs were just getting up so many threes and how could the Suns close the gap? Well, they closed the gap. They both shot 32 three-point attempts in this game. Dallas made eight of 32 threes. And like usual, we focus on the eight and the 25%. And those are bad, but the real bad is the 32. It's not enough. Dallas needs to get more threes up. And it's encouraging to me, we've questioned Phoenix's defense. What's encouraging to me that they just didn't allow as many threes and as many open threes. Just there were so many open rhythm threes in the corner from Dallas shooters. They just weren't getting those. Even the times when Bertans got hot and some of those are these kind of like contested above the break threes that, you know what, if Bertans going to hit that, there's not a lot you can do about it sometimes. So uh, Dallas was 41 three-point attempts per game. The first four games down to 32. Phoenix was up a little bit. I think that math problem helps a lot. Um, Here's the other thing. And so this leads to my best bet too. So I made a note on the previous game, the Sixers game. Wow, Philadelphia only had 14 assists. That seems bad. That's pretty low, right? I looked it up. That was Philadelphia's second lowest of the season. Then we got to this game. Do you know how many assists Dallas had in this game against Phoenix? You got a guess for me? 10? You're too high. They had nine. Wow. They had nine assists as a team. That is the second fewest assists of any team in any game all season long. It's the fewest Mavericks assists in a game since 2010 when Jason Kidd, the coach now, was the assist leader in the game. It's the fewest assists in a playoff game since 2012 when Baron Davis led the Knicks to 70 points in a loss to the Heat. Nine assists is not going to get the job done. And we've seen, too, Luka Doncic assist numbers have been down. I think you were right to point out last time when we talked about this, that is, is he playing something different? No, not necessarily, but the shots aren't falling. And when the shots don't fall, Phoenix wins. So my best bet, I'll just take the Suns to cover, but I'm going to also parlay that with Luka assists under. Last game, I threw in the points over for Luka. I got greedy. We came up a couple buckets short. We didn't hit the eight to one. But all five games of series, when the Mavs win, Luka gets the assists. When the Mavs lose, he's under the assists. So that is plus two of five on the parlay. I'll take Suns to win and cover and Luka to go under the assists. And I think this one's going to be a wrap. Interesting. Uh, I'm going to probably look at points and assists for Luka under with the mm-hmm. Suns. It'll be like an option for me. Again, I'm, I'm not going to make it the Suns a best bet. Um, 
just from the like this is a throw everything against the wall get one more for the home crowd yada 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 like this is a and i, and I just home court's been so important like home yeah, court's been so freaking important in these playoffs to the degree that like if i had just gone in with hey like this is this really has been my thing brandon is i am looking for the rest of the playoffs i am not going to bet road favorites like i'm not going to do it um i will bet those road favorites more when they are home is that's what I want to do is I want to bet the better team at home. And that's a very simplistic approach. It's also been extremely profitable in these playoffs. Like that's been the way to go about it. Um, If you want some history on how these series tend to go in the course of NBA history, when the home team, I'm sorry, when the road team is up three, two in game six, they are one twelve and 97. They win 54% of the time. They win 90, the series, 90% of the time. It's 182 and 20. And the semifinals, because I like to try and, like, get outside of the first round because that's a little bit more contentious, right? You don't have the, it's just a little bit different contextually. Um, In the quarterfinals, I'm sorry, that's what this is. This is what's interesting. Teams in the Suns and uh, Heat spot uh, are 40 and 44 for 48% winning percentage straight up in game six. They win. They are 77 and seven in the series. So like they absolutely win the series, but they win, but they win game six about less than half the time with these spreads. That's enough for me not to want to bet those two. Um, I do like my best bet though was, is going to be suns over one Oh six and a half. They hit one ten based off of thank you. God Marquise Chris for fouling Bismack Biombo at the end of the game (laughs) and then getting ejected. So cam Johnson shoots the free throws for biz. We hit the over one Oh nine and a half. So it was 109 and a half in game five and it's 106 and a half here to me. If Dallas is going to win this game, it's going to be based off of their offense and not their defense. I think their defense is pretty well cooked at this point, as good as it's been all season. Um, the idea, I think if you want to go the other way is you look at it and go, okay, you don't want to bet. Like you don't want to bet on the road team and Dallas can only win if they go over. So why don't you just take the Mavs 105 and a half, which is an even easier one over I think there's a chance that the Suns are able to lock down and just force. We talked about how much they're doing on Luka Doncic, Like they figured out more and more options. I think to defend the Mavericks over the course of the series. And I don't think this, the Mavericks are getting better defending the Suns. I think they're, they're getting yeah. just about, they're getting worse. Like games, honestly, again, games three and four where Chris Paul had a bunch of turnovers. Chris Paul got in, in foul trouble, like outside of the, those situations. So I like my best bet's going to be Suns over one Oh six and a half on the team total. Yeah, another concern, and that helps the Suns team total, is I'm a little concerned about Reggie Bullock. He did not score in game five. He was 0 of 5 in 35 minutes. And for the second time in the series, he left a game hurt. Reggie Bullock has been Chris Paul's primary defender, and he's done a pretty good job of it for, for some of these games, obviously. He's also, I think, second on the Mavericks in minutes. Like, they don't have a lot of other options to just come out and put another three and D guy, basically like a good defender and a nice shooter on the wing. So yeah, it it concerns me if he has to be limited at all, by the way, the Suns were plus 12 rebounding in this game. They're plus 19 in assess. And they're even on three point attempts. If you get anywhere close to those, um, those numbers, they're going to be in pretty good shape. Now I will go ahead and say this. We're talking about the injury stuff. Jay Crowder looked like he really hurt his shoulder. Yeah. So that's something else to consider here. And that's, I, I want to wait to see what Crowder's his status is. Yeah. I'll probably still bet the over 
for the, the, sun. the difference the difference for me and something so i i don't have any suns props here i'm getting killed on suns props and it's partly two things number one dallas keeps kind of changing their coverages they're trying to find answers and not finding them and every time i think that i have an angle it switches the next game because there's a different defense but the other takeaway is this I'm seeing really Phoenix's offensive versatility here. They're taking what's there. Dallas is like, okay, we're going to take this away. All right, well, we'll do this then. We're going to shoot these threes. Uh, Cam Johnson is open. He's going to hit a couple of shots. Jay Crowder is going to get the ball. So I'm less worried. Uh, Crowder's injury, if it's a thing, could worry me into the future for sure. But for this series, it's a team, you know, they, they've got some options on the wing. They're a little deeper. I'm not so worried about that. Uh, our colleague, Raheem, not here today, wanted me to make sure to point out that he will be batting on Mavs in game six. He's taking Mavs in the series. And I clarified for him, yes, he's betting it. He is on the Mavs. He still believes in this team. He still feels like the math problem, the three-point disparity is a thing in Dallas's favor. Still likes Dallas home court a lot, the way that they played there at home and feels good about them in a potential game seven. So He's been on Mavs all season. He's he's said all year, Mavs or Grizzlies in the conference finals. He's about to see one of those die tonight, I think, in person. But he's going down with the ship on Dallas here. Do you, yeah, what would you say to Raheem to talk him off of the spot if he were here? I don't know. I could. He believes just he really likes this Mavs team. Like he's compared them to teams that are way better than this one. So <laughs> like he just he he pretty consistently he like he's he's like they got snipers, do they? Uh, they got good shooters, but I don't know. I, I think, I think in general, um, we're kind of, one of the things I think we are saying also is like, we're seeing some of the limitations of Luca, you know, I do wonder, like, here's the thing. The best thing for Luca, you played the little Luca over props on threes a lot, right? Yeah. How's the, well for me. <laughs> how's the threes for the series going? Is that gonna uh, it, it's not great because the volume that I expected to be there has mostly been there. He's averaging like nine or 10 per yeah. game, which is about what we thought, but he's only making 30% of them. Yeah. He's getting these step backs. They're not falling. And to make matters worse, we had DFS had eight in one game and yeah. Devin Booker has been taking a lot more threes than we would have thought. So I think Luca trails the series lead by two right now, yeah. but he, he's trailing, uh, I think DFS and Booker. And there are a couple other guys in the mix too. So if you like Dallas, if you like Dallas, that's what you should parlay. Do a same game on the Dallas money line and Luca over whatever the three point line is. Yeah, that's three pointers and points and Dallas win. I think is. I would have do, to hope that I wouldn't even. I, I'm serious. I wouldn't do points um, because yeah. of this, the uh, because of the strategy that they're employing on him and how often they're showing doubles. Just do the three pointers. Because if they're going to win this game, it's going to have to be like, that's what they're giving him. And if he hits a couple of those, you can still, like, they can win this game and hit. Like, they can win this game if he doesn't score 40 because they won games three and four without him scoring 40. So I would not go on the points route. I would just go three pointers. And I'm sorry, I, I'm talking to the audience here, not you, because you yeah. clearly are going to want the bigger yeah, yeah. payout. But like I would go just over three pointers in Dallas is where I would yeah. kind of go because um, I think it's possible that, that Luca has thirty. I don't know what's his what's his points prop going to be at probably thirty. Uh, thirty-two and a half. or thirty-three and a half. Thirty-four and a half. You think? It's no, I think that's too high. It's it's been thirty-two or thirty-three all series. I think. Okay, so if it's thirty-three and a half, um, I can see him having thirty again 
with three three pointers and they win. But he in that case, your assist prop is also like obliterated because he's going to have like 11 assists. That's the only way that I can really see this happening. Again, I don't want to bet a lot on this. I'll take the Suns over team total and stick with that just because it's it's basically like, will the Mavs outperform relative expectations or will the Suns play like garbage again in Dallas? And I don't want to, I just don't want to get caught in that. I will tell you that if the Mavs win this game, we're doing the, I, you and I are going to be the exact same thing. We're hitting the parlay. We're hitting the game seven parlay. It's going to be uh, Heat, Suns, big time in game seven. That's that's, that's what I'm hoping for. So, Yeah, I, I what's interesting is I feel better about the Suns in game six than I do about the Heat. And I feel better about the Suns in the series than I do about the Heat. But if we get to game seven, I will feel, I think, worse about the Suns than the Heat only because Luka Doncic can just be Luka and do the thing. And I do not really give Harden or this version of Embiid credit for the same thing in the other series. So uh, the the Suns need to take care of business to to me. Let me ask you this. If Dallas wins game six is the more likely version of that game, something similar to what we saw in games three and four, where all the guys made the shots or is the more likely version that Luka had a moment and put up like a 45, 12, and 10 game and just did it himself. No, they made all the shots. It's the Suns played like garbage and, and didn't shoot well. Like it's a game. It, the Suns honestly didn't have like a bad shooting variance game in, in Dallas. It was more that they just played badly. But if if they win games, if the Mavs win game six, it's going to be because you remember Heat game four in Philly where it was just like, yeah. they're getting great looks and just not knocking him down. Yeah. But the Heat shot 70% in the paint in that game. And everybody was like, it was such an easy spot for a heat in game five. Cause everybody was like, Embiid is the difference maker. Like you could just tell they're, a, and I'm like, they shot 70% in the paint. Fuck are you guys talking about? Like they just missed open threes guys. That's why the, the Suns would lose game yeah. six is yeah. I, I get the whole, the idea of being sucked in, but I would just tell you like, look, um, Phoenix tried a lot of different stuff with Luca what they found at the end of game four in the second half and through game five, they have found a way to throw him off balance with doubles that are inconsistent. They have him second guessing. And when you're heliocentric and you don't know, that's a lot of, that's like, it just grinds on you. That's so many decisions that you have to try and parse through. I'm not saying Luca can't have a massive game, but he had a massive game in games one and two and they got their asses kicked. So if it's game six, it's because the Mavs hit shots and the Suns didn't. Yeah, I think it, if we come out and if the Mavs take a big early lead and it's because Luca is kind of slicing and dicing and getting it to these open shooters and knocking them down, I'm out. And I'm going to expect the Suns to lose the game or I certainly am not going to play it. If the Mavs come out and take a big lead because Luca is just on fire and tearing it up or putting up a huge points and it's, it's going to feel in the moment like, oh my gosh, it's a Luca game. I'm going to try to remember that I want to bet the Suns live in that spot because if it's a Luca is on fire version early, that is, thing is not the script for Dallas here, and I will want some Phoenix stake. They've gotten out to good starts in a lot of these games. Yeah, D- and despite despite for whatever reason continuing to play Dwight Powell out of the starting gates for no reason whatsoever. And, and the Suns, honestly, to their credit, have been really good about not getting rattled. Like game four was the only one where I think they got rattled. Other than that, like they've stayed really connected. They were really connected in game five. That's like the most encouraging sign for Phoenix to me is like communication was good. Make sure to check the injury reports. 
all that. Um, so Ra likes the home teams in game six. He likes the Sixers and the Mavericks because he can't let go of his own biases. Uh, Brandon likes the Sixers team total under 104 and a half. Um, I am going to be with him on Embiid under 11 and a half rebounds. He's also going to play Harden under one and a half stocks, steals and, and uh, blocks. Uh, Brandon likes a parlay of the Suns minus one and a half and Luca under eight and a half assists. That's a plus 205 at DraftKings. I like the Suns over 106 and a half. And Ra likes Dallas as he goes down with the ship, possibly. We'll be back tomorrow to break down Bucks, Celtics, and Warriors, Grizzlies. Maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe just Bucks, Celtics. We'll see how it goes. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Let's get buckets.